Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Gyms Cast with your host Joel Cleaver and we've been a, a while for a while, we've been uploading some other forms of content, however we're back now, we're going to catch up with some replays and this one was one of the replays where we had Nicole Wood who is a regional franchisor for Gyms Cleaning and Nicole's got a great story, she's actually one of our Gyms trainers as well, we're actually in the middle of training week as we speak and she takes the franchisee uh, operation style session. Nicole Wood, uh, as a cleaning ranch, regional franchise, or didn't have the best start in the gyms group. She actually started with another division that didn't go too well, and then she ended up becoming a cleaning franchisee, then really quickly a cleaning franchisor. And it's great to see um, how Nicole's confidence has grown from when she started to where she is now, to commanding a room of up to 100 people every three to four weeks with training. She's got a great story. She's a lovely lady, a lot of good business advice, and this is a really pleasant one to do. And I would recommend you watch the video version as well, which is on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. And as always, every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock via the Gyms Group page is the Gyms Cast, where you can talk to Jim Penman live. And we literally get through every question or comment that's left in those live streams. And every week now, we're going to give away um, some more vouchers and obviously books and some other merch as well. So it's a great chance to tune in one hour a week with Jim Penman to ask him anything you want. So please do that. If you've got any suggestions for the podcast or topics, please leave them via the Ask Jim page on the gyms.net website. We have done a podcast all around of viewer questions, so please make sure if you have anything you want Jim to specifically talk about, you leave that on there. And I'll get right into it tonight with our special guest is Nicole Wood, who is a regional franchisor and does some franchisee training. And Nicole has two regions, which is Jim's uh, Cleaning Melbourne Bayside and Gippsland as well. Yeah. And you started as a franchisee. And we wanted you to have you on because we think you've got a very unique uh, story. Mm. You obviously didn't have you didn't have the best start, but I'll let you maybe introduce yourself okay. to everyone. And tell All right. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I didn't have uh, probably what's what you'd say the best start. To <laughs> one of the worst starts I couldn't imagine. <laughs> it really wasn't yeah. good. Um, so maybe to give a little bit of my background, I came from a, a corporate environment and I was working in um, a, a large organisation, and I wanted really to get into something that gave me a little bit more time with my kids. And I wanted it to be something that was a, a little bit creative. Um, now, given my husband had been part of Jim's mowing for, at the time, probably about seven years, he said, look, Nick, um, Jim's interior design is about to start up within the Jim's group. I think it was in a newsletter and he'd read that. And uh, he'd been talking to his franchisor. And as uh, my husband, David, did, he was speaking to his franchisor at uh, 6 a.m., and um, he came in and I'm snoozing away and he said, Nick, you've got to ring Jim's group. You should be Jim's interior design. And I said, you're really ridiculous. Jim's not going to go into interior design and, you know, went back to sleep. But anyway, uh, Jim's was going into interior design. I did actually become the first Jim's interior design franchisee. And about six weeks into that, I um, was having this thriving business and I was staging properties for sale and unstaging them and I parked my very big van on uh, Sydney Road, uh, Brunswick and I decided to run across the tram line and um, I actually fell and broke my pelvis in two places. So uh, that meant that Jim's interior design was not going to be the best way forward for me, particularly because I was about to spend six months in bed. And um, through that process, I really got to get to know Jim a little more. Um, and we had a, a number of meetings because there, there were a couple of things here with Jim's interior design. Um, 
the business wasn't going to suit me, but the, the actual business model wasn't probably quite right from the beginning. Well, we had four franchisees, including you. Yeah. None of them were making money. That, no. was, that was the, the yeah. it was a new division. We were trying it out. Looked like a great model, but yeah. you weren't making any money at all. No, no, it was a bit. Um, it was a bit of a tricky one. So while I was busy, the the model was a bit flawed, and because um, involved things like you got to, got to rent a lot of equipment, and a lot of furniture, and so that's forth. the staging side of it. The yes. staging side of it, yeah. yes, and that was causing all sorts of problems with the costs of that, and then also the travel yeah. involved too. Yeah, the the cost was outrageous, and uh, the yeah the model definitely was flawed. So once we got into that, um, and I actually got to speak with the other franchisees. Uh, we all came together, and, and it was a it was a really tough situation. And for for some of the people, and, and including myself to some extent, we'd really put all the money we sort of had into starting this business, and that was quite disappointing. And we were respectful that you know we'd entered into an agreement with Jim's group, and that um, you know we you know we had signed a document that said we now owned a franchise. Um, Jim was fantastic at listening to our concerns and he was uh, really quite good at working with the um, regional franchisor at the time to see if we could come together and try to rejig, I suppose, the business model a little. Um, but that actually wasn't going to work for us either. So the end result is, um, I think I said to you, hey, has anybody ever pivoted into another gym's division and I think um, it was a bit like well hang on I don't know if people who bought interior design want to become mowers um, mm. and we sort of worked through that and thought how about gym's cleaning so we were all really lucky um, that uh, Haydar Hussein the, the head of the cleaning group was able to um, work with Jim to, to gift us a cleaning franchise and so there were four of us that started off into in a cleaning franchise. Mm. Um, I worked in my cleaning franchise for only a short period of time, hands-on, probably three to six months at the most. Um, and Jim had said, you know, maybe you should consider becoming a regional franchisor. So I did that to learn a bit about the business. And uh, I thought at the time, becoming a regional franchisor was a really good fit for my skills. But I was pretty concerned because it was a bit of a tough start and also, you know, how would I afford that and move forward? Um, but because of the great support I was given, I was able to do that. And now I'm about three years on as a regional franchisor. I'm doing, doing very well. Thank you. And I've got about 34 franchisees at the moment. Um, got a couple of new franchisees about to start. Somebody who actually started on Monday actually and they're doing incredibly well even for their first couple of days i'm really pleased and um i get a real kick out of offering support to to those people and mm. be being a franchisor and being part of the group and um great support from my husband as well who has uh, quite a um extensive knowledge of jim's group through his mowing uh, franchise for several years so pretty disastrous start with your accident and also being part of a, yes. basically a division didn't work. Yeah. It's still going with, with Suzanne doing it, but just she's doing it herself and yeah. no franchisees. Yeah. I think as a model um, for uh, her to be doing that on her own, that's probably a good model. Mm. Um, but definitely franchisees, it was a tricky one. It was tricky. So what? So I think you said there was something you said, which is three months, then Jim asked you to be a regional franchisor. Mm. What did you see in the three months? Because that's pretty quick. So what did you see in Nicole? 
for you to then go regional franchise or material? Well, he had very good business sense. It was quite obvious. Also from the background too, mm. the, the corporate type background. Um, similar, similar to Sharon Connell in Dogwash that, that was, um, here last week. Um, some people just got that level of business acumen that, that, that tells you, hey, you know, this is a logical step for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a great opportunity because for me, um, I really like coaching and mentoring people. Um, I like being part um, of a team. And sometimes when you buy a franchise and you're working in it on your own, it can be a bit lonely at times. Mm. You know, we, we know that with you know quite a few of our divisions. And so um, it was it was a really good opportunity to move into something where I got to uh, be almost a, a leader of a team, a coach, a mentor, um, and able to work with a whole range of people. Um, so mm. th that was good. Yeah, yeah, that's what I enjoyed. I'd like to know you a bit through the whole process of the failure of the division too and the kind of things that you were saying too were, were good. You, mm. you had a very good sense of what was going on and what needed to be done. So it was, yeah. it was good. And now you do the franchise lead training as well. Yeah. So maybe you want to tell a little bit about that training session you take, which is in the three-day generic course. Obviously, everyone from regardless of whatever they're doing, they do the three-day generic component. Yeah. Do you maybe want to tell about a bit that session you take there? Yeah, sure. So um, now I, I train mainly business operations in the national training um, group. And um, that really appeals to me because one of the things I'm quite passionate about is that I felt that when I uh, started to look into to gyms and look into the interior design business, I don't feel that I was given um, enough information. And I was trying to get more and more information, but there wasn't a lot, I suppose, made available at the time. So one of the things that I really um, bring home to the uh, trainees is that it's important to really know what you're getting into. It's really important to have an understanding that um, once you take that leap, um, you, uh, you, you're in it and you're in it for good and that's something, or, you, or you're in it for as long as you want to be in it for, but, but you really, you're taking the leap, you've made the commitment and you've got to move forward. So you need to have a good understanding of what you're getting into. And one of the things that a lot of our people don't do, and I'm quite surprised by it, I'm sure you are as well, is that um, when I ask people how many people have written a business plan, uh, out of a room of about you know, 80 people, maybe 10 people have written a business plan. Um, I ask people, um, have you budgeted? Do you know what it's going to cost? And I call it that magic number. You know, what is your magic mm. number? And um, again, the answer is very similar. Maybe 10 people know what their magic number is. And so I think um, unlike previous trainers, I actually do get the whiteboard out and I go through a real life experience of a couple of franchisees who came to me on one occasion and, and said, you know what, I, I, we work really hard, we get to the end of the month and we're struggling, we're struggling to pay our fees because this week um, our, our franchising fees are higher than what we've earned. Mm. And, um, and I really come back in and say, well, hang on a minute, I know that the previous week you earned this amount of money and then you earned this amount. And, and, you know, when you add it up, they actually have had a fabulous month of earning. It's just that in the week that their fees have come in, some other things have happened and maybe their earnings been a little bit lower. And I think it's very important that people understand the roller coaster mm. that we're all on when you're yeah. on your own business. Yeah. 
they get the money in, they've had a great yeah. great week, so they say, okay, I can buy this and this and this, and they don't recognise that next week you've got this coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, well, I um, am not an accountant by any stretch, um, but I teach them how to accrue their money, how to um, make sure their business operations is working, how to make sure that they're, um, they're switched on with the right sort of bank account set up, um, how to quote properly. I mean, quoting is such a massive part of our business, whether you're in cleaning, mowing, mm. uh, antennas, it doesn't matter which division. If you are not getting it right at the start, it's a bit like the Jerry Maguire moment, moment where you had me at hello. If you're not getting the quote right, then that whole job has the potential to be flawed and the end result is it's going to impact their livelihood. So I want people to understand that. So what do you think of our rating system we have for our trainers? Where all the, all the, everybody <laughs> goes to the course, writes down. Yes. The, that's a bit scary, isn't it? It oh, is a yeah. bit scary and it's quite funny. There was only one occasion I actually rated higher than Jim and I was so proud. I was dancing around <laughs> the house telling my husband, oh, I actually got, I think it was 2% higher than Jim on that particular occasion. I don't, I don't always win those, I can assure you. I'm... Yeah. People like uh, Jim's up there. No, Jim's I'm up there. Pretty popular. But that's but that is that is pretty impressive. He did well yeah. out of that one. But, but, yeah, we watch it every time when those things come out on Monday morning. It's the yeah. first and you jump on it. How did they go? How did they go? I know. I know. Internally, we are yeah. very competitive on it. Yeah. So um, yeah, you know, we hang up around the office, and people get very angry if they don't get what they expected. Yeah. Um, so just let everyone know. Excellent. We want to get everyone gets excellent. Then people are not when they get very good are very annoyed. So um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely good. But that's and just the, one component of the training in the three days. What yeah. Nicole's saying is so much more. And we've got a really good video of Mike Davenport, who's the training manager, coming out tomorrow, which will be a bit more of an extended uh, overview of the training, which we've done okay. before on YouTube and Facebook. And obviously, Nicole's in there just, just sort a of two-hour session you do. Yeah, I th oh, no, three hours. You do a three-hour session, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. just one component of the three-day yeah. training. So yeah. I do encourage everyone, it's not just me being a salesman, but if you are thinking about it, the training, you can come. You don't have to sign. Remember, mm -hmm. we don't have to, but we encourage people to come to train before you do sign, just to see if it's for you, um, one three one five four six, or do an inquiry. We prefer them not to sign in advance because yeah. once they've done the whole training session, they know what they're getting into. Yeah. Correct. And and you know most of the time, of course, people do, but sometimes they just recognise this is not for me in some way, or it's too tough in terms of customer service, or you know some other reason. And and that's good because I'd rather find out then than have them start and then and then not like it. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's such an important thing to make sure that you just have a real understanding about what you're going to get into. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. So I'm just going to get through some of the comments coming through now. Sure. So thanks for that, Nicole. It's really informative, which some people are saying on here. Mm -hmm. uh, welcome to everyone watching. Make sure you leave us a like or a comment or a share. Ask the questions because I've got to say at the start, the books are still there. So Nicole and Jim will pick their favourite one um, and I'll sign a book and we'll announce it at the end of the show after the joke, obviously. So make sure you get on there and leave a comment or a question in there. I think you're raising expectations. Yeah. I, I love the joke. The joke careful. last week was a ripper. All right. I, I, I don't know if you can top it. I can't can. promise. I can't promise. I can't promise a repetition of a German accent, but I will. <laughs> this is a joke about New Zealand, and I promise oh, you, no. it's got oh, nothing no. to do with sheep. Okay. Oh, I was, yeah, I was a little bit worried. <laughs> no sheep. I was worried last week when Jim first. I've got a joke. It's about a POW camp. I was like, oh, no. <gasps> but it was a good joke. It was a funny joke. Funny. It was very. I love right. it. And um. If you go to the feed, you'll see Jim talk about nightclubs as well. So last week we talked about nightclubs somehow, and our social promo for the week was you with nightclub, and we used the old Abraham Simpson walking into the, let's say, a house of leisure, and his grandson Bart's on the door, and we said that was the nightclub, and you saw that, and you walked back out. So have a look on the social media. It's quite funny, that one. So I'll get to some comments and questions here for Jim and Nicole. 
So I'll run through some of the other pages here. If you're watching on the other pages, make sure you leave a comment or question into the Jim's group feed so that I can see it in real time. Jake is scanning them and he's sending me through. So I'm gonna read those ones out now. So Jake McQuaid's tuned in, so welcome Jake. John Render, who's a Jim's Mind franchise, I think he's got prostate cancer or going through it. Yeah. Says, evening, traveling well, recovery is going to plan. She'll yeah, be back sure. on the tool soon. So thanks for tuning in, John, and we wish That's you a speedy right. recovery. Ashley Riley's gone with a question here. We'll get to that in a minute. Tanya Graham says, hi, Jim. Tanya from Jim's Dog Wash, New Zealand. So right, maybe, Tanya. yeah, you got oh, the yeah. joker at There's the end. Oh, there we are, just for, just for you, Tanya. Kim McGavick you will, you will like this joke, I promise you. And Kim McGavick's tuned in as well from Jim's Dog Wash, New Zealand. So hi, Kim here. So welcome there. So there's a question here from Ashley Riley on one of the other feeds. So thanks, Ashley, for this one. It says, when did you decide to branch out into other industries, Jim? When uh, did you decide? Well, actually, it wasn't so much me. I, I started... Um, I thought I could apply it to cleaning, but I thought the Jim's brand, you know, this, this guy with the beard and the hat being a gardening image wouldn't work. Yeah. So we tried a, a different kind of, like we call it sunlight cleaning, and it failed. And I eventually gave the two first franchises their money back, and then somebody came to me and said, what about Jim's cleaning? And I said, that's not going to work because, you know, it's a gardening. This is a gardener. How could you be a cleaner? What if you're a woman, for heaven's sake? Why would you want to wear a, <laughs> a, a logo of a man with a beard and a hat for cleaning? And they said, well, we think it'll work. And I said, no, it won't. And they said, we, we're so concerned, we, we will do it ourselves. And we'll put, I said, okay, your funeral, give it a go. And it works. So there we are. There you go. So that shows my, my, my brilliant uh, business mind, doesn't it? It was an it? accident. It just happened. Well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes people do things that I think are dumb, but then they're actually great ideas. And sometimes... Like this, like Facebook yeah. Live. I didn't think it was dumb. No, no, I'm just joking. It was a joke. Don't worry, it was a joke. Jim was good. But, you know, people, people come up with things and you try it. I mean, we yeah. did this thing. I can't believe it's been going nearly six months now. But, yeah. you know, we just thought we'd have a go. And I said, people aren't going to want to listen to me asking questions for <laughs> half an hour every week. We yeah. actually find it tends to go over one hour and people are still watching. I, I, I find that incomprehensible, quite frankly. But anyway. <laughs> so keep tuning in asking Jim questions. <laughs> when, we have, when we have guests, it makes it more interesting. That's true. It makes it interesting. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and what Nicole said so far is great information. We've got heaps more to provide. So Nicole's just going to ask you a question about the brand stretch because obviously Jim's in other industries. Mm -hmm. So when you came and said Jim's interior designs, what, like, how did that work in your head with the, the brand stretch and how would Jim's apply to that? And well, what were you thinking, like your thoughts around it? I've got to admit, my first impression was, no way, yeah. you know, Jim's interior design. And, and probably just as you've said, you know, this guy with this beard and what have you, you know, really can that can that translate to Jim's interior design? But in the short time that I was in it, it translated very well because what Jim says to people is that they're going to be provided with a quality service mm. or a quality product. Um, and so even um, the, you know, I probably did 20 jobs. Um, it, within those 20 jobs, people were more than happy to take on board what I had to the, say the, the public, it was a trusted brand. The public likes the brand. We didn't have a shortage yeah. of customers. The problem we had was the franchisee model. Yeah. Our franchisees weren't yeah. making money, and that was yeah. because the cost of the furniture and everything associated with it. But the public was, was happy with Jim's yeah, interior design. Yeah, And they're still, and still going. You know, Suzanne yeah. is still doing it, and yeah. she's still getting plenty of business. Yeah. It's just the franchisees weren't making money, and that's the fundamental of Jim's. If your franchisees don't make money, you've got nothing. It doesn't yeah. matter how good your product is. And I think the brand, the, the Jim's brand has a permission to brand stretch. You mm. know, some brands try and throw their head and everyone goes, well, what Jim next? But the only negativity I ever see, obviously because I do all the social stuff, is from people within the actual industry who yeah. are the ones who tend to comment. So you might see something like Jim's Construction who's coming up, mm. and the only people who comment negatively are builders. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not anyone from the public. So the brand stretch, um, I think Jim's as a brand has a permission to brand stretch because of the, 
all the 30 years of trust and those millions of jobs that have been done to a high level over the years oh, absolutely. gives us permission to do that. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. It was quite interesting what you said yeah. then. So I'll get into some of these ones here. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Leave your questions or comments and we'll get to as many as you can. It's a good night to do it, so chuck it in there. Um, James Mitchell, who's the winner, says, hi, Jim. So thanks, Jim. We're going to look and meet you. Ashley we look Ryan. forward to meeting you, James. I understand that you did want to meet with me before, so... Well, he you, did. Uh, yeah. The story about it is he, I remember he, he direct messaged your page and said, oh, I really want to meet Jim, and he's in Perth, and it's like, well, if you're ever over here, you can come in or whatever. He's like, I said, but we said there's a logo comp, so the first yeah. prize is meeting Jim. And including all the expenses, all the travel yes. and, and the accommodation and meals and everything else. So I look yeah. forward to speaking to you. You've got the right first name too. You've got to shorten it a little bit. James Jim. I was going to say, we call you Jim. And grow a beard, of course. <laughs> so I'll get through some of the comments here coming on the feed. So Jaden Hackett's left a question. I'll get to that in a minute, Jack. Jaden. Sal John's tuned in again. Hi, Sal. Jeannie's tuned in. Lance Benesman is tuned in. Jaden Hackett says she is awesome. Definitely very informative. Thanks for that. About you, Nicole. You oh. says thanks for the books last week, Jim. So you won two because he left those two very targeted questions. He's been watching a few yes. previous ones. People have an idea what I like. Yes. So any science <laughs> or history questions? Science or history, anything not to do with business. Well, I don't mind asking questions about oh. business, but yeah. I get a lot of that. So. Any science or history. So jump on there and put science and history, even some TV stuff. Obviously, Jim likes Ricky Gervais and likes some TV shows. Put that in there. And for Nicole as well. Make sure you put some questions for Nicole because as you've seen, Nicole's very informative and a very smart business person. Phil's tuned in here, so Phil is the Jim's wingman. So the Jim's wingman team are always tuning in. Mm -hmm. Phil and Darren, just going to run through a few more here. Nelly Irwin's tuned in. Hi, Jim and team. Dave Schultz has gone in for the nice comprehensive plan. Jim's pub, Jim's wingman, Jim's nightclub, back to Jim's wingman, then Jim's recovery. It's a good plan. I'm sure we can do all those services which come to you, especially Jim's recovery. And Andrew Turnoff, I'll get to your question in a minute as well. So I'll go back to the first one. Actually, you know, you know the news division we're going to trial? What is that? It's Jim's poop. Dog poop pickup. Oh, my son would be into that. Now I had we've had a bloke. I reckon he's done six weeks ago. Kept getting on there saying, "Yeah, we're going to do Jim's dog poo removal." Yeah, I think it's a great it's yeah. a great division. And Sharon Connell's actually doing a trial of that right now. And I've had a somebody from New Zealand interested in in this whole thing because they were looking at this kind of industry. I said, "Talk to Sharon." I reckon it's a brilliant one because yeah. you know people. There's money in it. Who, there's who, money who, wants, in who wants to clean the dog their own dog poop? I think they've been used to minding, but some of our friends won't do it. They just don't like taking poop. I don't know why. It's... <laughs> There's money in it. There's yeah. money in it. I looked at this guy's Facebook page with his rates, and I'll tell you what, if you can get through a few of them, it's not a... Really? Yes, there is money it's in it. It's a thing. There's yeah. businesses out okay. there. As long as you yeah. can make 60 bucks an hour. That's our guideline. If you can't make sixty bucks now, we won't look at it. But but the look, you can definitely the, do look it based the way on the it's worked, and there's a, a substantial business. I reckon. I reckon it's going to be a good one. This now, is just this and this last few days, we've talked about this. Now, what would the logo be? I have no oh. idea. Would it be a pooper scoop yeah, or something like no, that, or what no, would you do? Could you couldn't do a little pool emoji that. or something yeah. like that. You get a lot of traction. A little dog with their with their hind leg raised. I'm telling you now, it wouldn't be a bad one for marketing. You get a lot of notoriety. Yeah. I'm telling you now, a lot of social shares, people will be snapping that out there and posting it. I reckon it's a brilliant yeah. business. It is. And it's a good business for women too because, they, you know, seriously, because <laughs> it doesn't take much capital to get into. It's the sort of thing you could do, you know, okay. very small investment. Yeah. Unlike, say, you're going to be a dog wash person, you're going to love dogs. But to be dog poop, you've got to get on with dogs so, yeah, because you're going to be in the yard with dogs the yard. all the time. Yeah. So you've got to be a dog lover. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, if you're a dog lover, you're used to picking up the poop and why not get paid for it? Make You've a got a point. It? You've got a point. I um, think it'll be a good one. It's a possibility. Yeah. I don't know how big it can be, whether you'll have a thousand people doing it. I don't know. Maybe it's not quite as good as cleaning or mowing, but I reckon <laughs> there's a market not. out there. Maybe you could, 
I don't know, sort of tap it into mowing in some way as well, though. So the yeah, poop, the they work together. So somebody, yeah. if you've got anybody who's mowing, mowing lawns and doesn't want to pick up the poop, yeah. there's a big internal <laughs> market too. That's what happened too. to my husband. He he would go to and a lawn that it. was covered in dog poop, yeah. and he'd be like, "I've got to put a tax on that." Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe there's a big maybe demand. The, the there's a lot of internal market too. Like I had a guy who was um, who's doing Jim's batteries, for example, and and their paperwork guarantee, what they get paid for is do a free battery check. And I said, listen, you're in Melbourne. There's 500 franchisees in Melbourne. Why don't you go to the meetings and give them all free battery checks? So you can get yourself, and then you've got potentially 500 new clients who want batteries, and they're going to come back to you and stuff. So the internal gyms market's a big one. Yeah, it's massive. And the more franchises we have, the more potential there is. Hey Dave, Sane's tuned in and says, hi gents. I think hey Dave's over in. You're in. And Nicole, yes. So you said hi Nicole. Hi Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Not, you didn't address us, hey Dave. You said hi Nicole. Yeah. Why don't you speak to me, hey Dave? I sent you an email the other day. I asked you how you're going with your emails and, and he's a naughty boy. He's not getting through all his emails, hey Dave. You get on your emails. <laughs> you know what? He's working on his tan though. I bet you he's going to come in back Cyprus, with a beautiful tan. He's got this beautiful house. Um, yeah. He's only got a great tan. I, overlooking, overlooking the sea yeah. in Cyprus. Yeah, and, you're, and you're really <laughs> missing the Melbourne winter. Hater, I can tell. You really miss yeah, all the rain and the, with and, 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 the, and the overcast and the cold and the wind. We're getting here. You miss it. I know you do. Hater is one of our recent podcasts, so check out the Jim's cast and listen mm -hmm. to Hater on our YouTube. So I get through a few comments down here that are coming in. Jared Bywaters, this is a targeted question. I'm going to ask this one to you, Jim. Jared Bywaters has gone... Received an email not long ago about the contract with Formatize ending. Is there a particular reason? I personally don't mind it for the invoicing quoting side of the business. Um, Formatize just wouldn't. First of all, a lot of people find it very difficult to use, Jared. I mean, some people love it. There's a few hundred that are using it, but most people don't. What we got from the mowing guys is that we love Jim's jobs. They said yes, it's so simple do. to use. It's got great scheduling. It's a very primitive program. It was all PC based in those days. I said, if you could do something like Jim's jobs, which all the mowing guys love, develop that. And so we actually looked at it and we said, yes, we can do a better job and we can actually develop and make Jim's jobs into the program, making it compatible so it can move on to different devices and do all kinds of stuff. The other problem is formatizers, they, they wouldn't do the things we wanted. But they promised all kinds of stuff to develop the system and they just weren't doing it. And they weren't giving good support when people had problems and stuff. So... We just think it's better to do it ourselves. But you and can still use it though, Jared, if he wants to keep using yeah, it. Yeah, you can still yeah. use it. What will happen is though, um, what, what division is Jared in, can uh, you say? Can you just maybe put on there what division you're in, Jared, so I can just see it? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, what, what's going to happen is that once we've got Jim's jobs working for your division, then if you want to if you want to um, keep on using it, you just got to pay oh. them whatever, whatever the cost Jared's is. Jared's mowing. Mowing, yeah. yeah. Look, mowing okay. is going to be, Jim's jobs will be better for mowing, and we'll have a program we'll take all your information across, and we're just going to make it better and better and better. We're going to give great support, and we're just going to keep on improving it all the time, put huge yeah. investment into making it the best program that could possibly be. I think the problem with the format, like it's a good program if you're a really digitally mm. literate person. Yeah. That's the problem. Um, you, you really need to, you really need to go do a little course to understand. Jim's jobs is very intuitive. Yeah. My husband used Jim's jobs for many years, and one of the things when we transferred into Formatize, he said um, the biggest issue he had with it was that every day he liked to print out his schedule. Mm. Yeah, they like yeah do they like doing their run sheets and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and that's that's and the he thing. Would yeah, print it out so he could give it to the other guys who were working with him. And Correct. He wasn't able and that was to a big problem. That. But Jim's yeah. jobs wasn't wasn't mobile. That's the reason he changed yeah. because Formatize you can take with you on your mobile phone. Yes. And that was the big yeah. advantage. 
So that's why he wanted to. But yeah. the reaction wasn't good from former ties. The franchises just didn't like it on the mm. whole. Some of them do. Yeah. Especially the more technologically literate ones. But they do, yes. We can, we can do something far better. And it's just like, if you look at a trailer, for example, look at a dog wash trailer. We make the best gyms, best dog wash trailers in the country because we get constant feedback from yeah. our franchisees. Every time the franchisee comes back with a problem, we like, okay, how can we fix it? Make it easier to clean, easier to use, faster drain the water. Hundreds and hundreds of, so we keep on, and the same thing with the mowing trailers. Yeah. You will never see any independent contractor driving a VIP trailer, but they like our trailers because they're the best trailers. What software is the same. You get constant feedback from franchises all the time. You listen to your people. What do you need? What will make your life the easiest? What's the easiest to learn, the easiest to use, the, the most features? And we'll give you that. Yeah. And make it better and better and better. So Nelly Irwin's tuned in and said, I love formatized Jim's book, Keeping Me Out Low. Yeah, look, there are people who... Um, who those who've got like the it. hang of it yeah. don't mind it at all. It's just very hard to get people to use it and to learn it in the first place. And I do think we can make it a lot better. And Paul King's gone in much better software, Jim's Jobs. And I know Paul King loves Jim's Jobs and does tutorial yeah. videos for his guys. Yeah. But I think the thing is when Jim's Jobs comes out, the new mobile version, look, it won't... We'll just take feedback and that. The problem with we have in Jim's, which is this is just to let everyone know... You've got 3,800 people who expect a different user experience. Yeah. Mm. That's always a problem. And because Jim takes people's feedback, everyone's very seriously. It makes it hard on the dev team if you've got 3,800 people who want a program to work <laughs> their way. Okay? Yeah. So when you do send free feedback, that's fine. But please consider that there is needs to be a consistency in user experience. Mm -hmm. What some franchisees do do, and they have done it, they might pay 100 bucks a month in subscriptions for around five apps, and they'll connect them up with one thing called Zapier. So they might have like a Waze map system, then they've got the zero, then they've got this for the invoicing side and they connect them up and they have their own custom solutions and those guys are really digitally literate yeah. and that's what they do. Yeah. Whereas you've got some guys who love just being able to print out the run sheet in the morning and away you go. And the problem with formatized was that it's a paperless solution. Yes. So it's not good for the guys who love doing the run sheet when they're mm. sick or can you print out your customers and give them to someone else. So we're hoping that um, the process that Jim's allowed to put in place for the new Jim's jobs, which is a really long one and it's been a considered one, uh, mm. help everyone but thanks for that question Jared and uh, we love the people commenting about that um, one so I'm going to go back to Jaden Hackett's question here which is the first question on the live feed on the Jim's Grip head office page make sure you leave us a like and put comments and questions in there for Jim and Nicole as you've heard great business people I don't need to more say anymore about Jim's business acumen so Jaden Hackett's gone hey Jim I just finished reading your book and it's awesome Jaden was one of our prize winners for the books oh uh, yeah alright please leave questions comments he's gone the question I have what is the biggest challenge you've had to overcome while starting the gyms group and how did you overcome this? Also, what type of support would you recommend a new business owner seek when having difficulties? Cheers, Jim. <laughs> oh. Biggest challenge I've had to overcome was getting divorced. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> <laughs> a, stable, a stable marriage is, is the best thing anybody can do and divorce is the worst thing that can happen to anybody. Um, emotionally quite a lot, but also financially. So. Um, <laughs> I think Jade's a bit younger at that. I think Jade's a younger, younger fellow, I reckon. So I don't think he's at the uh, marrying stage yet. I don't really know. What, what's my biggest challenge? I mean, I'm not very good at doing a lot of things, actually, Jaden. I mean, this is a strange thing. Um, I was talking to my wife tonight, and she, in a lot of ways, she's much more capable in business than I am. She just gets in to learn something, and I don't do that very well. I was very good at lawn mowing contractor. I could make a lawn look really good, really fast. And I was very good at turning up on time and all this kind of stuff and digging over a garden bed. But... Um, I, I, the hardest thing is finding people to help you out, really. That, that's, that's the learning, finding the right people and learning to recognize the right people. At every stage of business, it's, it's a challenge. Like when you're working by yourself, you can give great service, and that's okay, but then you want to put an offsider in, and that's 
a challenge, and then you want to put somebody to work independently of you, which yeah. I did with my subbies, and that's really that's hard. A challenge. And then mm. you, you franchise and you learn to do that a bit better. And then you realize you need people to help you look after your franchisees. So you've got to put franchisors. Then you've got to have staff at national office. So at every stage, every time you lift the level from sole operator to employer to franchisor to having franchisors, it's, it's, it's always a, a learning curve. Mm. I'm still, I still make mistakes. I, I take on people who are very inappropriate. I just don't recognize it. It takes a long time to figure out. I mean, I've been going in business now since, what, 1982 full-time, which is 45 years. And I'm just starting to begin to figure out how to do this thing. <laughs> but you have the vision. I always had the vision. Yeah. And I always had the ambition and the drive and the, and the need for better customer service and the need for service to my franchise. Mm. I always had the right idea, but making it happen is really hard. Yeah. What type of support? But it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I, I enjoy, enjoy it. it. So this, the second part for you, Nicole, also what type of support would you recommend a new business owner seek when they're having difficulties? Obviously, there's a franchise system. You get a bit more extra support, but it's so just in general. Yeah. Look, I think that it's really important for anybody, um, whether they're in a franchise or not, to actually be coachable. So I mm. think it's really important that you yes. find somebody who um, is a mentor for you, um, who's able to impart their previous um, uh, experiences onto you, to, who's somebody who, you know, is a solution provider in a way. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I speak to my franchisees, it's not that they don't actually know the answer, it's that they don't know they know the answer. So just having a conversation with somebody for 15 minutes you can get to the end of it and they're completely aware of what they need to do now and you actually really haven't told them what to do. You've just bought it mm. out of them. And I think that's really important for anybody um, when they want to grow and start their own business is to just have somebody they can, can use as that sounding board. And be prepared to listen. Because the it, biggest problem so. we have, the most single most common reason people fail is because they don't, yeah. they don't take advice. Yeah. They'll do the wrong thing. And you'll say, you know, you need to change this. No, 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 you're wrong. Mm. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. It's my customers are at fault, my franchisors are at fault, my yeah. everybody's at fault. I'm doing everything right. So don't change the things they're doing wrong. And, and the best leaders, people like um, Haydar, the classic example, he's a very humble guy. Yeah. And he's always listening to ideas. And he's a wonderful person. I mean, he's, he's an amazingly modest guy. Mm. But he's always listening. He's always willing to... Let anybody know what, what, what they think. Have they got a better idea? Yeah, yeah. He's super decent, Tater. Yeah. And, super uh, decent. <laughs> super decent. I hope he's still listening. Yeah, or I hope he's still yeah. watching. Yeah. Um, From the but bridge. I, I think it's, it, it is, it's the thing that has helped me become successful is I believe I'm quite a coachable person. That's mm. not to say that at times I sit and I think, yeah, I've, I've done that or I've done this. It's really listening to people and working out, well, maybe you have done it, but maybe there's a different way to do it. So who have your coaches been? Um, I actually have um, a, a very close friendship with an, a, another couple and they actually have um, th uh, their own business um, and he used to be a, a coach, um, a sort of a, more of a, a business coach. I listened to him, his name's Luke. Luke and I talk, um, we have Friday night dinners together. So we talk about, um, you know, what sales do you have coming up within your business? How are the franchisees going, um, you know, this week? Who's done the wrong thing? You know, we have laughs over those things. But there is always something I take away from the conversation mm. with Luke. 
I also do really enjoy having my conversations with Hayda because there is always something that um, I will take away from that conversation. And for me, as a franchisor, one of the things we do a lot of is is uh, meet people to make franchise sales. And I had a bit of a flat spot with my franchise sales and Hayda said to me, you're doing that, you know, you're, you're not selling because you feel this way. And I mm-hmm. thought, that's rubbish, you know, I, that's, oh, that's not at all what's happening. But when I went away and I thought about it, it I think it was what was happening. He'd hit the nail on the head, but I couldn't see that because I was too close to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, Haydar's definitely been great and uh, our friends Luke and Jane, we, we speak with them a lot. And then in general, my husband, you know, as much as I don't always admit it, sort of knows what he's talking about. He's, he's a very good franchisee, actually. He could be a franchise for himself, don't yeah, he? But, yeah. 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 All you're both saying is consistent from when we do the interviews as well with Brett and Haydar mm. and Ali, it's the same thing. Is There's no ego. Mm. There's always learning. You know, like, what does Jim have to listen to someone like me for, or whatever? You know, like he's oh, successful. that all the time. You know what I mean? So that's, but that, but, but that's, but that's the, um, but that's the mindset that seems to be oh, consistent. I learn a lot. I learn a lot. I mean, franchisees are telling me things. One of the reasons I, I want franchisees to contact me, and I'm always giving out my email yes. address, Jim at Jim's.net, because everyone doesn't have it, is because I get some great ideas. Mm. Now, a lot of most of the time, people are trying to tell me to do things like slacking off on customer service, which isn't going to work. But I tell you what, there wouldn't there wouldn't be a week that goes by when I wouldn't have at least one or two good ideas from my franchisees, how we can improve things. And then Jim will forward them through to one of the staff and say, can we do this, can we do this, make it happen. And off off we go. They they got inundated with it, didn't they? I just emailed you something today. That was about the... That was last um, night about that thing with that fencing website. Yeah, the fencing website. Yeah, which has nothing to do with us, but... You know, but I know, but yeah. I didn't know, but, but I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, no, you know, you wanted to get I didn't know answer. who did it, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. this person was saying that the fencing website wasn't, they weren't able to put a review, Test, a, yeah. cu- a, a customer review on the fencing website. Correct. So I spoke to Joel and he's find out who's in charge of that yeah. and they're going to fix it. So that's just, that's just last night. Mm. Yeah, and it happens all the time, but mm. it's good. It's a good thing. And um, Haydar says thanks for the comments. So <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have Haydar and Ali back on. I'm gonna do, when, we, yeah. when we do the live on the franchisees, we've got a couple of guests coming on. We've got Ben and... Haydar and Ali, I reckon we're going to have a go on again as a couple of would be good. So Haydar was good too because actually he we got the best we got the best um, watching audience yes. we've ever had because oh, he got yes. everybody he knows and Haydar knows everybody. That's true. So I'll get through a few of the comments here. So Jared Bywaters has gone here back with the the Jim's job stuff. He's gone been using Jim's jobs recently for the scheduling side. I like it. Yeah, mobile based would be great. Yes, it's going to be mobile based. Yeah, um, Jared. So look very for that. Great feedback. Wade Adams gone here. I've been the excavator operator for six years, and I like the concept of Jim Stiggers. How would one delve into such a franchise? Best thing to do is call one three one five four six or enter inquiry on the Jim Stiggers website. Come to the training though. We encourage mm-hmm. you to come to the training if you're thinking about it and you're not sure. Um, there's no real obligation uh, yeah. that. Come along. I know. tell people to come to training yeah. even if they're not specifically interested in a, in a particular business. Just come along for business training. It's one of the best business training you can possibly do out three days, and it's yeah. very economical. There's no commitment. Come on and learn about business, learn all of our trade secrets, and then go off in competition to us. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what happened. I remember we had this, one of the videos it, on the it, Success in it, Business it, series. It, you it say did that. happen. But yeah. I must say, people do that usually become a franchisee or yeah. franchisor because they recognize what we do as being good. But yeah. still, we don't have any secrets. So welcome everyone watching now. There's 50 people, which is great. So make sure you ask Nicole or Jim a question. There's books on offer. So And Jim's joke around. Hang out at the end. It's That's about, our main site. That's our main site. So you're on the Jim's group head office. Leave them in there so I can see them. If you're on the other page, you've got Jake in the corner scanning him, and we are trying to read them out. So I'll get through a few of the questions left here as well. I'll go through some comments first. So let me just go down here. Um, Jaden Hackett's gone, Jim's poo could work with Jim's cleaning. Um, David Schultz is gone, I reckon myself, Darren and Phil could love to come and meet Jim. 
People from the public always ask us, can we come and just get a photo with Jim? I don't know. Yeah. You open to that? Well, if you're ever in Melbourne, give us an email. Yeah, just drop by. But you know, drop everybody by. has photos at the end of training with Jim. So. We do yes. face every third True. every third week. We do Facebook Live live with a live audience. Correct. Public welcome. So you're welcome yeah. to come along and just be part of the audience. Um, if you want to put 25 bucks in, you can actually share in the dinner and we can all look, have, have a meal together. That's it. So Josh, Josh here. Josh is one of our cleaning franchisors in Tassie. So hi, Josh. He's gone, I like the Jimbo. I haven't used Jim's jobs. Maybe I like it. Hi, Nicole. So hi, Josh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jimbo was our first attempt to do our own program, yes. but it yeah. was just got really wasn't popular. It's a funny thing about it. Every time we do something, people come back and say, but Jim's jobs is so good. Mm. They love Jim's jobs. And every time we tried something else, they said, no, Jim's Jobs. And eventually, okay, Jim's Jobs, that's the Stay program now. we want. Let's okay, make so that with mm -hmm. all these other benefits. So Dave Schultz has gone, he think there should be another contest to meet the great Jim. Yeah, we're definitely going to do another contest. I think the Jim's logo comp was a big, a big success, and um, Jim would love to have people come and meet him for that. So we will run another contest. Give us some ideas. Put them in the comments there. What should we do for our next contest? Yeah. And um, we'll try and play around with that. We're definitely going to do something else this year. The fun, the fun thing is people who've never met me have this great awe of me. Those who know me pretty well say, oh, Jim. Oh. <laughs> the, com guy. the comment I always say to you, because you always say, I'm surprised people find me, make me interesting or whatever they keep watching this. I say, well, I don't find you interesting anymore, but people outside the group... Yeah, I, find, I find you boring too, oh, Joel. No, exactly so the feeling, right. the feeling is completely <laughs> neutral. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's great. So people, if you ever want to come meet Jim, you obviously come to the train. You do can get a photo and stuff with Jim. And the Jim's live every Wednesday at the comment center second third wednesday sorry usually usually yeah. every third wednesday when actually, we, we've got five weeks between training sessions this time which you can come train. to that and we had a member from the public who came to the last one yeah he was interested in jim's dog wash and i'm thinking he's going ahead so welcome to him here hopefully he's watching well, that, was, that was his idea we his never idea. thought about it no but actually what we are no. looking at doing is is if anybody's from any regional center we're actually looking at at taking this whole thing this wednesday out to somewhere like say bendigo or geelong or somewhere like that or dandenong or whatever and running a session, live Q and A session on the premises. We just bring the camera with us. So yeah. If, any, if anybody's got any, yeah. you know, local connections with a chamber of commerce, we'll come and do it. No cost. Yeah. If your franchisees in the area or Zors and stuff, I recommend you can come out there and ask Jim. It's um, a good little venture if you get mm. some advice. Well, the live ones are good, actually. The live audience is good. Yeah. Well, it's real. You can't hide. So if you do have a curly question, you can answer them. There's no real duck in it. So. I, mean, I, I don't duck anything. No, but Jim never ducks anything. Duck that's it. that's completely honest because there's no, there's nothing here. There's no, the only thing is a note for the start, and there's nothing here, so there's no prescriptive. So Susan Fordham's gone here. Do you have an info pack that you're able to mail out to me about all the different Jim's ventures you have? We generally have them per division. Yeah. So whatever you're interested in, do an inquiry on their website or one three one five four six. Narrow narrow it down. Narrow a bit. it down. Yeah. Yeah. Just just look at jims.net. www.jims.net. Look at the divisions that most interest you. Think of what you'd like to do. The, the people the often ask us, yeah. which division makes the most money? That's, that's the wrong question. What do you enjoy doing? You say, I like, like, I like gardening. So, so mowing was obvious for me. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. probably would guess that um, yeah. Nicole would be more of a cleaner type person. Yeah, I actually quite enjoy it. And it's funny because my friends initially stirred me up a little saying, really? Why would you want to, you know, get into cleaning? But I actually, there's the cleaning component, but I actually enjoy just making people happy. And I think mm. you really enjoyed that at the beginning. Yeah, um, I do when too. You started your business. Well, Sharon said the same thing last yeah. week. She said that, that people looked at her and she'd been like a hospital administrator. So why would you go out and be a cleaner? It's like it's, it's going downhill, but it's not actually because no. the income you make is pretty comparable. 
but the lifestyle is better. And of course, the opportunities to become a franchisor, to employ people, are so much greater. And what you said is very interesting because um, you're right, people get that question, how much women want to make the most money. But what you said is everyone who we've, in the interview series is great to watch because they say exactly what you just said then. Mm. They, it's always, I like seeing some people succeed. I like my, make, yeah. making people happy. And mm. if that's doing trees or that's doing antennas or yep. that's doing or clinics. building a fence. That's, exactly that's right. And that's exactly yeah. the mindset that people who are yeah. successful have. It's that, it's not the money, it's that. Yeah. They, they relate it to something else. Yeah. Um, people have this idea that being successful in the modern world, you've got to develop some advanced technology. Correct. In actual fact, <laughs> typically people who become successful are more like us. Yeah. People who've gone out and done a, a service business of some kind, they've been successful at it because it's, it's much easier to start. I mean, who are, how many people are going to start you know, Apple in their garage? It happens once. <laughs> or, or, or Google or yeah. something like that. I mean, that's the vision, but it's not real. For most of us, we're not, we're not going to be the next chief job. Well, but we can be great at what we do and we can build on that. And there, is, there isn't an upper limit. Well, the concern I see with my age is my because obviously my age people are always on social and you have a lot of these people who are running ads saying, you know, make money while you sleep on all these passive income drop shipping businesses and all yeah, that sort of stuff and right. people get sucked in but the reality of it is your Jim's exactly right your your chances of hitting on a tech startup or having a yeah. successful start and scale commerce business online like it's a dream for everyone but reality is it's statistically probably not going to happen yeah. whereas you've got all these opportunities here 180,000 unserviced leads across a range of things mm. where you can come in from day one and actually build yourself up to what you did in a very relatively short amount of time how long was it yeah so when I actually started yeah. as a franchisee, um, based on the hours I wanted to work, my business was where I wanted it to be within a six-week period. Now, that's probably wow. a little bit beyond what the norm is, but in three months or so, you can really have a, what I call a bulletproof business. Would you, would, you, would you share what you were turning over after six weeks? Um, after six weeks, I worked, um, because I wanted to pick kids up from school, I worked school hours, so nine till three and I was earning um, between $1,500 and $1,700 a week. So I actually was only working around 24, 25 hours a week. Wow. And I was really pleased with that. Um, yeah. My husband was the same when he purchased Jim's Mowing many years ago, now nine or 10 years ago. I remember saying to him, oh, gee, I hope you earn $1,000 a week. And in his first week, he earned $2,000 or just under it. And pretty much consistently 2000 and above every week after that. It was never a problem. So and I hope the young people watching take this seriously because there's yeah. so much opportunity you guys don't believe. You can be sold by those Dan Locke types and Gary Vee and all that sort of stuff. But the reality of it is statistically is there's so much work. I get very annoyed at the, at the, this, all this hype about, they said that the world is dividing to two separate, the economy is dividing to two separate groups. You've got your people who've got your skills and your advanced degrees and your tech skills and stuff, and they're going up like this, and everybody else is working at 20 bucks an hour. Well, actual fact, what we do, which is the service industry, is bang in the middle of that. Yeah. Middle to upper level of that. Most of our franchisees would earn at least an average, average income, and, and, and many of them would earn a lot more than the average income. A lot more. Yeah. And it's their own business, and they're flexible, and they can... Pick up their kids from school and That's stuff, right. which is a big thing, which I do too, actually. I, I drive my kids to school in the morning and I often pick them up and drive them around and stuff. I couldn't do that in a normal job if I was working in the city for 60 hours a week. No, you can't. And it's the reason I really got into Jim's group in the first instance, because my role within the corporate role I was in took me travelling. Um, one or two days a week I might be in Sydney. Um, once a month I was travelling um, to Singapore for a week out of the month. And I had young kids, so, and I just wanted to be miss them available. Yeah. I missed them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
So that's um, I, I encourage anyone who's young or thinking of the edge and going that just just give it a go because um, there's so much work there and there's so many like it's not just doing sales. It's not it, it's you hear it from first hand. That's why I love having Nicole and franchisors and Z's on because you can hear it from them firsthand. And it's it's all it's all legit. We're actually responsible yeah. for quite a few kids too, you know, because one of the things that happens <laughs> is that somebody goes out and and they they make a great business mowing lawns. And their wife says, well, I can quit my job now. I can just yeah. help you as a backup and so forth. Yeah. They start having a family. I've seen yeah. that happen many times. Yeah, it's a great... And then when, they do, when the kids are a bit older, it's compatible. You can be home with your kids yes. and you can still make decent living. I know one dog wash uh, franchisee, and it's a franchisee, but it's a couple. The wife actually does it during the school hours and the husband does it other time. After. So yeah. they actually share it. So they they're, share it. they're running the trailers like 60 hours a week, so it's a great business. Mm. But they're, but they're able to look after their kids and do everything yeah. they want to with them and have that. Also, the tax advantages and everything else. So it's, it's a great it works opportunity. Perfectly. Yeah. So I'll get into some comments and questions that are coming through here. So thanks everyone for leaving a lot of comments and questions. It's great. Um, keep doing it because we'll get some books at the end. So Alan Yuan's gone here. Go, Jim's cleaning. Yes, go, Jim's cleaning. <laughs> Susan Fordham's gone. I love cooking and animals, if that narrows it down. Animals is Jim's dog wash. Or maybe Jim's poop delivery. Oh, oh, that starts up, yeah. Um, cooking. Cook, cooking we can't help you with. Yeah. Not, no, there is a... There is a there's, um, no, there's no Jim's version yeah, of There's sort of mobile food van which we're giving a mobile try. Catering, actually, there's mobile catering. There's, mobile catering? There's Jim's mobile catering, yes. Up in Queensland, there's Jim's mobile catering. Really? Yeah, but yes. it's Queensland, isn't it? Yes, yeah. there is. There's a Jim's mobile catering franchise. I think it's just 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 started. Just started. Yeah. Just trialling. So, they, uh, so Michelle here, Michelle Canunzen has gone, if you work hard, you'll be rewarded. That's our motto. That's exactly right. Yeah. And Christopher Allen's gone, how much is a coffee mug? I think they're a limited <laughs> run, but we do have some merch on the site. If you go to gyms.net and there's Jim's Apparel, there is some T-shirts and some hats for sale. We haven't pushed it too much. And we're going to get a spread uh, shop up eventually where you can buy stuff. Um, so I'm going to go through some comments on the other feed here. So that was via the other ones. On the Jim's Group one here, I'll just go and find a couple of questions which came through. Sharon, Sharon DeLeon, who's a cleaning uh, works with Bill. Hi, Jim. What do you value more in business, passion or integrity? That's a question. <laughs> That's like asking which do I prefer, my right leg or my left? Yeah. I like them both, thank you very much. And and I, I don't think, I think if you lack integrity, I don't want to have anything to do with you for a start. I, look, if I had to choose, I'd say I'd rather have somebody with integrity and not a lot of passion, because you can still have a decent business. But if you've got no integrity, then you're just a rip-off person. And, and that really, really makes me upset. So, what about you, Nicole? Um, well, I think I will agree with Jim. Um, it is important to have some integrity around everything that you're doing. Mm. Um, passion is always good though, because without the passion, passion creates drive and all of that sort of flows through, all those good words we like to use, dedication, some people, passion, Some people drive, live very, when you think of it, they, they have quite successful franchises where they actually, it's just a way of making a living. They go out there and they clean and they mow lawns and they're not really interested in improving what they do, but they're making a comfortable, you know, $802,000 a week and, and there's no passion for the business, it's just a great... It's just a, it's just a, a lifestyle. Yeah. I, I guess I'm okay with that in a way. Mm. But, but if you don't have integrity, the trouble with that is that people without integrity will always think that there's, a, there's, a, there's a way to get more out of somebody. And it, it often works short term, but it always comes unstuck long term. And we see yeah. this all the time. Yeah. People who lack integrity just get so stuffed around. They get so indignant when you come down on them because yeah. it's like, yeah, well, you know, I can get away with it, so why shouldn't I? Yeah. So I guess there's some questions here, so thanks for the answer. So Andrew Turnoff before has gone, Hi, what businesses would be a shortfall in South Australia and available at the moment? How long before a business is up and supporting itself and staff? How many 
How many hours per week would I expect to be working a week? So a few questions there. So maybe any fran franchise opportunities in South Australia? What's you, off your end service well, lead time? Was? Most of them. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, look at look at what you want to do again. Look at the lists and find out something interests you, and you'll probably find there's opportunities. Now, as to how long it takes you to get up and running, um, we aim at sixty bucks an hour. And obviously, what what um, Nicole was saying before was she was making more than that fairly quickly. But then she's above average. That's why she's a franchisor. We aim at sixty bucks an hour, but don't expect to do that in the beginning. I mean, I would say a reasonable a reasonable goal for somebody starting off is fifteen hundred dollars per week. And most pay for work guarantees. What do you What do you give your? Uh, our pay for work actually is one thousand one hundred. So it's quite low. Yeah, it is quite low. Um, but having said that, I know that um, most of us franchisors are having people start out and they're hitting just around that fifteen hundred dollar mark in their first weeks. Um, so I think it's a, it's a reasonable it's a reasonable aim because you know. If, like if you if you look at something like a mowing, and I, I use that because I know that you know a typical lawns about fifty bucks. Mm. So to make fifteen hundred dollars a week, you'd have to mow thirty lawns a week. Mm. Now that doesn't include the extras and stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, it would take me as an experienced contractor maybe thirty five minutes to mow a lawn. You've got to travel a bit, but if you yeah. can't do one in an hour, so you're mm. talking thirty hours. It's not difficult to make that kind of money. I mean, I, when I was I used to do, say, 12 lawns a day, and then I'd go home and do all the paperwork and the yep. admin and everything else. So it was... I'd, I'd say, I'd say you, you ought to be aiming to make $1,500 per week. The, the point about it is, too, though, that it depends on the amount of work available. Some divisions, mm. at certain times of the year especially, are going to have plenty of work. In others, you're going to have to do your pay-for-work guarantee, and that becomes more complicated, and that means going to people that you know, friends, neighbours, relatives, gyms from other divisions... Anybody you know and doing free services. And if you're not prepared to do that, you can come up pretty badly unstuck um, in the beginning because the, the leads don't come through. And one of the things I ask people in training, and I actually ask them to put their hands up these days, and I say, would you, if you need paperwork guarantee, if you're not making that in your contract, would you be prepared to go and offer free services? I said, put up your hand. And I get them all to put up their hand to agree that they're going to do it. If I see someone up there, I say, why, why aren't you putting up your hand? I point to them. They have to be committed to do yeah. what's necessary. You can't just assume they're always going to provide the leads for you. Look, a lot of the time we will, sometimes right from the beginning. Long term, most people are flat out. But if you're going to make good money, you've got to be prepared to do the hard yards. And the best thing I think for you, Andrew, is just put an inquiry and talk to the one, the franchisor yes. about it, and they can give you, and you can call franchisees and stuff and yes. ask them. And, and the thing to do yeah. too, and I would actually say that, I would agree with that completely. Yeah. Go and talk to your franchisor. Get a list of all the current franchisees in that division, in the region, and ring as many as possible and ask them. It's a lot better than asking your franchisor. That applies to any business you want to get into. If the franchise, the franchising code says they've got to give you the list of current franchisees with their contact numbers. If they don't do that, not worth talking to. And then do your homework. I cannot believe people will spend something like times 25, 30, 35, even more thousand dollars, and not even spend a couple of hours making a few phone calls. It's incredible to me because that's a lot of money for most people, and you want to make sure you spend it wisely. Yeah, thanks for that question, Andrew. Just put an inquiry that the regional franchisors can give you that list, and you can do it straight and away. Even, and even being form. gyms doesn't guarantee you're going to get a good look at look at Nicole's experience with yeah. Interior Design, who's a very capable lady who mm. still couldn't make a go of that business because it wasn't a good business model. So nothing, not even this badge, guarantees you've got to do your homework.
Yeah. And thanks for tuning in, Andrew. That's awesome. We hope hopefully you give you an inquiry. So Susan on the other page regarding the, the, the Gippsland stuff was I'll look into it and hope for an info session in Triag and sometime in the future. Well, I can tell you what, if you just do an inquiry, best thing to speak to the Zoran, as Jim said, they'll give you a list of other franchisees to talk to. So I'm gonna run down another question here. So you's gone here. How many leads has Jim's group taken for their franchisees since you started? <laughs> and perhaps a price for the some something something millionth client? It's not a bad idea. Well, let me look at this. We probably last year took around about five, six hundred thousand leads for our franchisees. Um, assuming that our average was half of that over the last 30 years. So what's 15 by, say, 600,000? About nine million? That's just a real back of the envelope calculation. So we might do, we could never, you never know, 10 million? Maybe yeah. get 10 million to do something. But well, it won't take long if, if, if we have it, 9 yeah. million, a couple of more years, we'll get it. In general in general terms, our, our leads volume is rising year by year. Faster than our franchisee numbers, unfortunately. We can't we can't get enough franchises on to keep up with. Yeah. Might have to give that task to someone in the office, unfortunately, to work that out. It might keep them a bit busy. I but, don't know. No. Well, it's obviously, it might be able to. It's a great primer. It's a good, it'd be a good thing, like the 10th millionth customer or something yeah. like that. It'd be pretty cool. Well, sometimes the lead gets lost. I mean, we were looking at who our first franchisees were back in 19, yeah. 1989, and, yeah. and uh, I couldn't find a lot of them. So they disappeared from the database somehow. So I'm not sure if we have those complete records. But, you know, not, yeah. 9 million would be a reasonable guess. You can try and work it out, I reckon. That's a really good idea. Mm -hmm. So there's a few questions here. Dave Schultz has gone, Jim's lawyers. Now, I'm reading that one out yes. for a reason. Yes, yes. Wow. We, we, we are talking something about Jim's lawyers right now. Somebody in mm -hmm. Queensland, terrific, terrific lady. She's got several staff working for her. And I was talking about the business of legal ethics. I have a big thing about that. Lawyers can be the best people in the world, and they can be the absolute pits. They <laughs> really can. I have met the most unscrupulous <laughs> bastards. In that oh. profession, as well as very, very decent, caring human beings, you don't want to. I could make, I could tell lawyer jokes now that the cows come home because there's so many of them. But our one's really good. Our one's great. Yeah, well, with that, that Harper's yeah. wonderful, of course, but she works for me, so you better be good. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but basically, the thing about lawyers is they can actually, if you get the right lawyer, there's a legal dispute coming up. The lawyer will talk to the client and say, "Listen, the offer you're being made is reasonable. This is a very fair offer. You should accept it." And that settles the thing very quickly. And then you get some unscrupulous so-and-so who basically says, oh, I can see the money coming in. And then they pick up this huge amount of money, like this poor sod who went to try and get their money back from a franchise and sued the franchisor and me, even though I'd previously said to them, I'll support you. They said, no, I will sue Jim. They got $35,000 refund and they cost them 100000 in legal fees. And that was all settled at mediation. Mm. And that, that, that lawyer was just an unscrupulous rat bag. <laughs> and I feel sorry for that. I was I was stunned when I heard what mm. they'd spent yeah. on on legal issues. It was just unconscionable. A and emotion. How can someone like that sleep at night? Yeah. Now, in my mind, the great thing about Jim's legal is that we would make absolutely sure that we deal ethically with people, so that when the people have had a legal experience, they can actually put down a rating and say this person was in our best interest. Not they made me spend a hundred thousand yeah. dollars when they should have given me better advice. Yeah. Because if anybody acts like that, we don't want them. So we want, if we can have a, a place for getting ethical lawyers together who really care about their clients' welfare, I reckon it would be a integrity. fantastic business. Yeah. Integrity. It's a great comment, that one. So Alan Yuan from Jim's Cleaning on another feed has gone, I've been a cleaning franchisee since 2000, June 2018, so pretty recent. It does take time to build customers at the beginning, but yeah. once the reputation is out there, I'm able to spend more time 
with the family and rely on my current customer base, which is great. great. That's awesome to hear, Alan. So thanks for leaving the comment on there. Um, you just go on here again. I reckon Jim's Facebook live stream from Bali would be good. Oh, oh Jim doesn't. Like <laughs> I'll do that. I'll be. You want to do it? You like Bali? I'm not a fan of Bali. No, actually. Yeah. You're not a fan I, of Bali in general. Jim. Maybe Paris would be better. I Paris, yeah. I hate travel. I hate travel. I went to Perth a couple of weeks back, and I, I was going on this wretched plane journey. I think, why did I agree to this thing? They wanted me to talk at some franchising show, there, which was fun. Yeah. I didn't mind talking to them. But all that travel it. and being away, oh. Yeah, it's a common request we get. Can Jim, can Jim come to our conference in WA or Jim come to Queensland? Or it's very The thing hard. of it is, no, I, I won't travel. But the other side of it, I hate travelling, but the other side is I'm very, very contactable. Anybody, any of my franchisees can contact me anytime. They can phone me, they can email me. Now, if I was always travelling all over the world, I wouldn't have time for that. But as it is, I'm, I'm always here, I'm always available. So I can, I can talk to every franchisee who has a need. And I talk to thousands of franchisees every year directly. And if they've got ideas or issues, I hear about them fast and I can respond fast. And anybody knows that I've got a franchisee bringing me and I will walk with my mobile phone in my hands and I'll go down to Yadrin or IT or wherever it is and say, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> and nobody wants that. So they tend to look after franchisees very well. You're right. Nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah, that's just very and if one of your franchisees was to contact me and that's say, true. I've got a problem with Nicole. Nobody has so far, as far as I can remember. But if they did, <laughs> I would look at the notes and then I would say, Nicole, yeah. what's going on? And I better have a reason for why that franchise is not looked after. Well, you Nicole, where's your favourite travel destination? We had, we had actual, sorry, can I just no, say this? No, 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 I'll just give an example of this. We had a case just recently where a franchisee um, wanted to get out of the uh, system. They weren't doing too well. And they said there'd been some problems with the way their contract was, um, was done. In other words, they hadn't waited two weeks before the contract. They hadn't had the- 14 days. Hadn't waited 14 hadn't days. So I actually did some investigation and I found out that that's completely correct. They hadn't waited 14 days. So I said, you get your money back. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Now they're actually able to continue in the business as an independent if they wish, which they are in this particular case. But there was no lawyer involved in this. All they had to do was to contact me, say this is done, looked at the evidence, talked to the franchisor, got the truth within like 24 hours. I said, you get, your money, you get yeah. your money back. That's it. Which is one reason that our franchisees almost never go to court because they don't need to because if they've got a, a case, it's it's done. Yeah. yeah. On the other hand, if they've got no case, so they make stupid threats, hold back the franchise court <laughs> because you know if they've done the right thing, franchisees have done the right thing, and they deserve to be supported, and we will support them. So where's good to know. <laughs> so where's your idea of traveling to, uh, destination, Nicole? Um, where do you like to go? Well, we actually went on a lovely family holiday to Europe last year yeah. and um, went to various places. But I would say that Copenhagen was our favourite. Copenhagen, um, you know, Denmark. Denmark, yeah. yeah, Copenhagen. And if have you been to Copenhagen? There is an incredibly beautiful garden and amusement park for Tivoli which is very retro, beautiful, lovely location. So we it's a, a bit too fun. far for Jim, that one, isn't it, Yeah, Denmark? it's pretty far. Yeah. Actually, in my Bible study group, we had a guy who, who asked in their favourite place in all the world, and he said there's a cake shop in Copenhagen. It's the <laughs> best place I've ever been to. <laughs> cake is. shop. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, good food. But I've never been there, and yeah. I never will go either. <laughs> okay. It's very expensive. Yeah. Copenhagen's very expensive. Let's get there in countries yeah. there, my star. Oh, the, the cost of it. You know, they, they, I, I, I do these business seminars for somebody at times, and and. and I did one in, in, in Thailand and I was prepared to go there because I gave my family a holiday and they said okay the next year once you're back and once you go to Italy and I said nah, no I'm not traveling the other side of the world not for anything <laughs> oh. 
So I get through a few of the comments down here. So Ismet Kuri's gone, well done guys, our social presence has been amazing. Thanks Ismet. Steve Raymond's gone, agree, you are not just a cleaner, you're creating a lifestyle business for customers. Adding Absolutely value to their businesses, yeah. that's why I do it. I love that comment because yeah. you're right in what you said before, and we'll go back to this again. People go, why would I want to be this or why would I want yeah, to be They think they're above that. it or whatever. It's not that. You, it's, not that. it's not that at all. You're creating you know, that, that interaction. You love helping people succeed or that you're doing a good job. That's what you like and that's what you position And yourself. you're also helping people too to live better lives themselves. Because yeah. you know, one of the things they, they found from, I, I'm very interested in happiness, what makes people happy. And it's not what people think. It's not having masses and masses of money and spending on... On expensive holidays, sorry, Nicole, but that, <laughs> well, it made me pretty happy. At or the not park. buying a better car, or, or, yeah. or looking better than somebody else. That doesn't create happiness, but experiences make you happy. Yes. So, in actual fact, if you've got somebody looking after some of the basic work, like the cleaning and the mowing, mm. it means when you've got time, you spend it with your family, and you have outings, and you can go out yeah. and dinner with them, and you can do things that are really fun, and that's what gives people a great lifestyle. So, what we do is not only create a great lifestyle for our franchisees, but also for our clients too. Yeah. I know, I feel really strongly about that. And it's actually quite funny. Whenever I uh, do a written quote for a cleaning job, I always put at the end of the quote that it will be a pleasure for us to look after your family's well-being. Hmm. And, um, and when I train my franchisees, I give them these templates and I point out to that line that, you know, it will be a pleasure for us to look after your family's well-being. And I say, because it is important that you um, recognise as a cleaner, you become part of the family, especially mm. when you're a regular cleaner. So we talk through those things a lot when I, I um, do that hands-on training. And I'm actually amazed how many comments I get from our clients in return saying that, you know what, you may not have been the cheapest. And I know, you know, we're not, not the cheapest. We're not the for that. Um, but... You know, I'm going to look after your family's well-being, and that touches people at times. Also, another thing too is, especially people who are older yes. and living alone, yeah. the person who comes to clean their house or do their gardens it's, or whatever is often a, a very important part really of their important. life, and the relationship is very important yeah. to them. Yeah, I know, particularly it's my husband's experiences. Uh, he has done things like taught uh, a lady how to be pay her gas bill because she was confused by it. Um, and sometimes these people, they really wait and they've baked mm. a banana bread or they're, you know, they're waiting to see you mm. and you are a part of their life. And I remember my husband telling me recently that, oh, remember, you know, I talked about Mr. and Mrs. Clark and it's like, yes, and Mrs. Clark's just gone into a retirement home recently and, and my husband prepared the house for sale. And, you know, I'm sure he probably could have made three times the amount of money out of preparing that house for sale, but it was an emotional thing mm -hmm. for him because he looked after that house for so many years. I have very fond memories yeah. of my time mowing lawns too. My yeah. customers became your friends. And, and, yeah. and I used to, oh, this lady I used to used to um, have always, always, always spend some time with and she'd give me some tea and some biscuits and stuff and talked about her childhood and she knew Bob Menzies when he was a, when he was a young man just starting out, this, this kind of thing. And, and yeah. other experiences, the people who taught me about business too. Mm. I got a lot from my clients. Yeah. I learned a lot from them. Yeah, if you watch Jim's Ethos, there's a couple of stories about clients as well in that, and that's on the YouTube channel for two hours, which is a great mm -hmm. session, which is that training. So head on there and watch that. So I'm going to run through a few comments here. Phil's gone, Jim's Electricians. We do have Jim's Electrical. We do. Um, good, good bunch of blokes. Someone's gone, need to get Jim's Bank running here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've tried that. Yeah, Jim's Bank, Jim Coyne. Yeah. Now, this one's a good comment because um, I know. So his name is Paloizoy. Sorry if I mispronounced your name. Oh, he goes, hi, I'm very excited to be part of the gym's family. Just started our eight weeks training in fencing. He jumped on the live feed probably, I reckon, six weeks ago or whatever and asked about fencing. We said, well, I think it was before that, and said, put an inquiry, put an inquiry in. Mm. So now he's coming and doing fencing. Great. Wow. So it's great. And uh, thanks for letting us know. Andrew Turner said, thanks for that answer, which is great. 
Dave Schultz is gone. Where else is it? Jim's Fishing Charters. Jim's Ken- There's a few suggestions <laughs> of Jim's Divisions on here. John Idem is tuned again. So I think John Idem is in, Queen- in cleaning. So he's gone Jim Shortbread. So thanks for tuning in, It's a good time for cleaning this, this today, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's great. And Jim's Maming's tuning in again. So well done, Jim's Maming. Love seeing your work and I'll get into contact with you shortly. So I want to get into a few comments, questions from last week here because it relates to what you just said. Jeff Oaks left one last week, which is what ways can franchisees give back to the community? Do gyms have systems to support that? We've never had that question before. Oh, that's a good one. We do have a, a semi-official arrangement with um, Beyond Blue, actually. We... we Mental illness is something that's very dear to us because we have so many issues internally and we see the, the pain it can cause. So there are many ways of giving back to the community, I guess. You've got to find something that has a, you have a passion for. I know um, Joel has a, a particular passion of his own, which he may want to talk about sometime, mm. which is based on his own experience. And, and my, my passion is scientific research because I think that's the best way I can help people. So I think... Everybody's got to find their thing. I think um, I used to support World Vision yeah. um, years back because I think that's a wonderful, wonderful program which helps poor communities. I went on a World Vision trip to China and saw the kind of stuff that they do and how they help communities to help themselves. And so um, Beyond Blue is probably the, the thing that we're most associated with in gyms and, and there's various ways of getting involved in that. Also, within gyms, you can actually be part of an internal support system. We have franchisee mentors. Yes, there's lists on gyms online. Who are actually yeah. trained to help and just act as a listening ear. And this all came out of that terrible situation in, in Perth last year where that, um, that man, poor man murdered his family. Um, and that really was a shock to us. So we set up this system of mentors. So you could be involved actually within gyms in these kinds of programs. We now have mental health training for all of our franchisors, all the new ones coming through cause, because it's such an issue. But what, 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 some, people, some people have cancer. May have had a family, a relative die of cancer. We do have Zors and Zs who do their own things as well. So Rachel Mance from Jim's Dog watched them like a 24-hour walk yes. or are you okay? And obviously anything in regards to social stuff, if you're doing something, send it to us and obviously we'll put it on Instagram and promote it in newsletters and Facebook and stuff like that, which we did for Rachel. Mm. Um, and she raised a bit of money with that. So that's the way we can do it. We can definitely push whatever you're doing. Um, talk to your Zs you, at your meeting maybe. Your yeah. Zor- I know that Ben Warden Geelong sponsors a team called the, the I think there's an intellectual disabilities football team, the Geelong Dragons, and Jim's yeah. mowing's on the back of their things and they do a sponsorship that way. And that's, you know, when they, they give us, he forwards me content and we put it onto the social media and stuff like that. So at your next meeting, I would raise that, Jeff, um, and maybe pick a cause as a group and get behind it. Obviously, Movember was a big one that Jim's does and we might do something again. I know Jim was committed to maybe growing the, the as much as a beard back as possible if we can raise the amount of money. So we're definitely going to put something together with that. So. Why shouldn't I grow a beard back as, as much as possible? What are you, what are you yeah, implying? Listen, <laughs> just because I'm losing it up here doesn't mean to say I can't grow it down there. Well, let's see if you can. Let's see if you can. But um, I'm hoping you can. It'd be mm. great. It'd be great. As you're talking about giving, that's a great yeah. question. Um, the, um, it's an interesting thing. Again, talking about happiness research, the least effective way to spend your money to make you happy is by buying bigger and better cars and houses and this kind of stuff. That has very little effect. Buying things in general is not as effective. Experiences actually are more effective, and that means something like a holiday or something like that. But you know the single most effective way that you can spend your money to create happiness for yourself? Giving to others. As a volunteer or giving and being actively involved in some sort of good work is the single most effective thing that you can do in terms of you're spending your time and, and money to make yourself happy. 
What, what about you, Nicole? What would you suggest? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's really interesting because just this afternoon, a lead came through our call centre that was actually sent to me, which is unusual as a franchisor. I don't usually get that type of lead. But it was a lady who was organising cleaning for victims of domestic violence. So it's actually quite funny just, just talking about this now. When I received the, the message, um, I thought, oh, I rang that back so eagerly because in my mind, I wanted to make sure that if I was able to help um, mm. people or victims of domestic violence, that I would be able to. Um, you know, to, by tomorrow, there will be um, a deal in place with my franchisees who will provide cleaning services to these homes. So just in general, I got a bit of a buzz out of that uh, myself. Mm. And we've done some of that work for um, an organisation called Wounded Heroes as well okay. um, within my group of franchisees. So uh, I think it's really important. And, you know, maybe just the fact that you're um, looking outside the square, outside of, you know, your front gate. I mean, I live in a fairly privileged neighbourhood. Um, my husband makes a joke uh, about our children, um, you know, we have two of the children that are living in the um, Children Without Yachts Society. At <laughs> um, and, you know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to them, yeah. you know, this school holidays? They, maybe they won't get to see the latest movie they want to see. So, you know, we need to really have a think about that and, and get into how we can support these organisations. And I think we do a reasonable job of it. We can mm. always do better. But. Yeah, it's a great question, Jeff, and I've raised it at your next meeting. I think it is important to live for more than yourself, and I, I think from every point of view too, and that applies to in in business as well. The the best franchisees are not usually the ones that are greediest for money. They're the ones that care really greatly about giving a great service, looking after people, and really caring about the people they deal with. Now, within that context, obviously running a business efficiently and profitably, and charging a good price. But they're a lot better than the people who are greedy. And, and obviously with franchisors too, the most successful franchisors are the ones that genuinely care about the franchisees. Yeah. They do far better. And, and a perfect example, and I know I keep on saying such things, is the things that, that companies like um, Pizza Hut has done, mm -hmm. where they screwed their franchise in the ground thinking, ah, you know, I've made all this money out of my franchisees. It basically wiped out the company because they, they did it such a bad job that eventually it was sold for a fraction of its original value mm. to some international concern because they didn't care and they thought they were being smart. So caring about people you deal with is so important. It's important from a business point of view yeah. and it's important from a personal point of view. It's a, great it's a great question and comment you left last week, Jeff, so we appreciate it. And keep leaving your questions and comments because we don't get them to this week. We'll get them up next week like we did with Jeff's one. So Darren Hickson left one as well on Jim's fencing page, and he said, we have to change the message coming from the call centre. I had a few personal calls saying that Jim's don't have any fences in their area. They should be told we aren't taking calls, flat out in Ballarat, Vic. Yes, well, <laughs> I don't know what you say. The problem with that is that... <coughs> If you, if, you, if you give too much of a hope that you'll get a call back, yeah. Yeah. The, the clients get upset um, because they don't get a call back and they're expecting one within the next few weeks and then they'll get really angry and they'll put us down. So there's a balancing act between the possibility we might be able to help you. But listen, fencing is a, is a tough one. We've just taken over the fencing division and we're really going on a big campaign. Anybody out there wants a great business with oodles of money, <laughs> unlimited clients, Fencing is a great way to go. You've got to be a real man. I mean, a real woman, I suppose, would be good too. No, there'd be a lot of well, some women fences getting. Well, yeah, women fences. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of good money. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a brilliant great business. Money. And we've yeah. got like 60% on service in fencing. Yes, and, 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 and we, it, 
it's it's such a good business. So if you know anybody who's wants a great business, fencing is absolutely great. We've also bringing the price down a lot too, to make it more affordable. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So I'll get to another question here. Marty York, which was left last week. This is a generic question, but it says, how do I get into franchising my own business? I know you've done a video on this as well on the YouTube channel. Well, come on. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very open one. But, <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. Why don't you come and, and, and do our training course? Seriously. To learn how to do it. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind. You, you, you contact me. I'll book you into it. I'll book you into the training course. You come and do it. We'll take you through franchisee training. We'll take you through franchise or training. We'll give you all the experience. And this is not designed to make money because it's just all these things are break even. We don't intend to make any profit at all out of these things. And that includes, um, you know, lunches. And you can stay in for accommodation if you wish to. And it's quite economical here. We'll put you through the whole thing. And you can tell us up front in advance, I'm interested in doing it myself. Now, <laughs> the only trap in all this is after you've been through our training course, you might look at it and say, wow, Jim's does it so well. We'll join you. <laughs> How do I get a piece so of I'm that? So I'm not being entirely, entirely naive in that sense, but, but you can openly say that you're interested in running your own franchise. And I think I, I just said, shared the other week that somebody rang me up, who'd been through the training, rang me up actually for New Zealand to say, Jim, I want you to congratulate me. I've signed my first franchisee. And I said, congratulations, I didn't know you joined. He said, no, I didn't. It's an independent business. <laughs> and that's a video. We actually do a video on the YouTube channel where you say that as well. The success in business series. Jim actually says that. So personal invitation from, uh, from Jim Marty. So jim at jims.net. Seriously. Yeah. And also get hold, of, get hold of these books. Read them and read what, what I do. And also read for other people who have been successful. Like um, Love's book, Behind the Arches, about McDonald's. There's some good books around. Find out what other people have done and find out what I've done because obviously in franchising Australia, that's very relevant or New mm. Zealand. But training course, if I need cost you, I don't know, what is a training course? About 1500 bucks? Yeah, depending on when you, yeah. That's to do the franchising yeah. and the franchise or training, probably about $1,500 plus if you need to stay accommodations a bit more, but it's not expensive. So it's, a, it's an incredibly good investment. Yeah. It's a great practical business training session about franchising. You get to hear from Jim and Nicole. So come along, and Marty. Nicole. And yeah. come along, Marty. So Paul is the guy who's doing the fencing one goes, no, I want all the leads. Fencing has got 60% unserviced at the moment. So You want all the leads. Why don't you take them? <laughs> when he starts this, it'll be, you'll be flat out. So uh, I know, yeah. Every time somebody comes to fencing training, I say, look, how many workers are you going to put on? Put on as many as possible. <laughs> it's very embarrassing to us to lose yeah. so many leads. Yeah. It really is... A problem because it's not good because if you ring up fencing and you can't get a job done next time you want your gardens done or your cleaning done you say oh, i won't try gin because not. i tried them before and couldn't get through so it's it's a real big negative it's a massive detriment the unserviced leads and obviously franchisors might use unserviced leads as a selling tool but it's mm. not a good thing um because obviously that customer will never we haven't got a system around in i think i don't know if i discussed this before but in in we call gyms plus people who can't afford a franchise can just pay us five grand and we'll give them leads and training and all kinds of stuff. Just just get started business for yourself. We'll actually make that possible. And this is because of the unserviced lead. That's, that's what yeah, hurts because, us so much. Because we've got 180,000 unserviced leads a year. So it's we'd rather give it to somebody. We're already giving out about 15% of our unserviced leads already to people who are independent, basically our competitors. And they pay us and we're going to use that money to get more work for our own franchisees. So anyone worrying about lead generation stuff, don't worry about it. Obviously, they do want you not to rely on leads solely because obviously yeah. you get there, but there is plenty of leads depending on... Well, it depends on, on the division. It depends, depends on the time of the exactly year. Right. But fencing is one division. That, fencing, that, oh, we could have... How many fences do you reckon we could we, have? We could double it and we still could put, hardly put a dent in the work that comes through, <laughs> honestly. So there we go. So Jim's joke now. Let's get into Jim's. Actually, do you want to do the book first or do you want to do which one or the joke first? Which one would you prefer to do? 
Oh, we'll talk about the book. All right, uh, so let's do the book award. So Jeff, Jeff Oaks. You're like Jeff, I knew you were going to pick I, Jeff. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I love your story. Uh, I don't know, Jeff. Has you got? Have you got this book? Let us know in the comments, Jeff. Yeah, let us know in the comments which book you like. You can you can have Correct. whichever. Obviously, you got this book here because you're a franchisee. Yeah. So maybe that one or bio history, depending. So if you put it in the comments, what about you, Nicole? What question did you like? I actually like the question around uh, formatize. Okay, formatize. Yeah. You know, I didn't put down the person's name. Jared, no, no, that's okay. Jared, Jared uh, keeps track of these things. Yeah, Jared. Yeah. And then um, I've got to pick my one here. So the one I liked was the Jim's lawyer's comment because I yeah. like that. Then what it made Jim go into. And the irony is I did law, law at university, so but I agree. With him, so. Um, we forgive you. Yeah, exactly. But do you have integrity? No, oh, I hope so. He has I'm integrity. He does oh, have integrity. Does. I don't think anybody who works for me any length yeah, of time yeah. lacks integrity. Or you pretty quickly so. come out of it. That's true. Yeah. Actually, Jim hires on character. You look for character, mm. as you can see. Much more than experience. Correct. Joel had no relevant experience at all. But he's got great character. Oh, I love that's a little. That's yeah, all. A little bit. Yeah. No, no, but Jim's right. He hires on character. And if you read that, read that in the book, you'll see what Jim looks for in employees. If you ever want to come work for Jim. Um, so thanks for those comments. Now let's do Jim's joke. Yeah. So I don't think you're building up the expectations of my jokes. They're not that funny. All right. Oh, they are very funny. I had no idea about last week. You got German accents. Okay. Got all right. Scottish this accents. this is a story about the creation of the world. Okay, and I think it's very important people understand the what happened, how the world came into being. And it actually came about because there was a bargain between God and Satan about how countries were to be. And, they, and the agreement they made was that, that God would go first and say anything he liked about a country, and then Satan could come in and couldn't disagree, but could have anything else. So they started off, they said, okay, Japan. And God said, all right, Japan's going to be a great country. It's going to be... It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful country with lots and lots of beautiful mountains and bays and foreshores and stuff. And the people are going to be so hardworking and polite that they'll be incredibly prosperous and law-abiding. And Satan said, all right, all of that, but there's going to be so many mountains and so much sea, there's hardly going to be any flat land at all. And the people are going to be so polite and respectful and law-abiding, they're not going to have any fun in life. So God said, all right, Africa, I will not make the same mistake again. Africa, we're going to have lots and lots and lots and lots of flat land. And the people are going to be just so happy. They'll be dancing and singing and, and enjoying themselves all the time. And Satan says, right, okay, all of that. But half the land's going to be jungle and the rest's going to be desert. And the people are going to be so busy laughing and dancing and singing that they're going to have plague and they're going to have famine and they're going to have disease and all terrible things happening. God said, all right, New Zealand will not make the same mistake again. New Zealand, it's going to be a great country. Um, it's going to have beautiful mountains and, 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 and um, oceans, but lots lots of fertile, fertile um, flat land as well. No deserts, no jungles whatsoever. And the people will be, they will be, you know, law-abiding and, and hard-working and so forth, but they're also going to be relaxed and they're going to really, really enjoy life as well. He said, Satan, beat that. Satan said, easy. Wait till you see their neighbours. <laughs> there you go. Jim, Jim at the start says it's going to be about New Zealand, so hopefully you stay in for that. No sheep! No, no there's sheep. a no yeah, sheep joke. No, there's nothing like that. And um, that's, I like it. It's a good one. Um, it was different last week so when we're next week again we'll do another Jim's joke 
Um, so what we'll do is um, thank you for joining us, Nicole. Um, oh, okay. I appreciate you hanging around and, and doing this. Um, I know it's not going to be easy for everyone, but I think you've done really great. And people have appreciated uh, the advice and the expertise you've sort of shared with them regarding your business knowledge. Um, and obviously, you're the franchise for Bayside and for Gippsland. Gippsland yes. And you obviously do training. So yep. if you are if you're thinking about, if you're, in, if you're in those areas and interested in yeah. gyms cleaning, um, Nicole is your business coach. So basically put an inquiry in. And obviously, thanks to Jim for hanging around. Remember, we do have a podcast, so the Jim's Cast, which is available now. Um, and also, our new content on YouTube is always going up. We're doing content daily. We'll announce the remaining 10 runner-ups in the logo comp tomorrow as well via Facebook. And make sure you tune in again next Wednesday at 7 o'clock um, to see Jim's, another Jim's joke. But also, we'll have another guest on as well. I don't know who yet. I think you're making too much of these jokes. I love them. I love them, Jim. Because we can cut them up for social and they're great. So... They are good jokes. People will be, be rolling. Yeah, people be like, be rolling around exactly their right. now. Exactly right. So, and but even stuff like we find out little bits every week about the nightclubs and all that sort of stuff. So make sure you tune in again to learn some more stuff about Jim. Um, we'll announce the guests as well next week. I don't know who exactly yet, but I've made a couple of requests and hopefully he comes on. He's a big he's a big divisional in the group if he comes uh-huh. on the one I So hopefully we can see him there. But tune in again next week from seven o'clock. Um, we thank you for your interaction and have a good night. Thank you for listening to that episode of The Gyms Cast on The Gyms Network. If you want to see more of this type of content, make sure you let us know by following at The Gym Penman on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and also all the Gyms Group stuff on the various platforms. Also head to The Gyms Group YouTube channel and give us a subscribe. There's some great content there. Leave us some comments or questions about what you maybe want us to do on the show next, and we'll try and do that. Also head to gyms.net and you can learn more about Gym there. We hope to see you next time.